1: to wage war on the communists father carney author of the book the holy face and as a friend of ours has said the most beautiful work under the sun father welcome back
0: and uh, how you doing steve Cunningham, thanks for having me i'm glad to be back and i just love promoting the holy face of our lord jesus because someday we're going to have our particular judgment and i hope that He has a a kind looking face for us, and he judges us mercifully.
1: Amen to that. Why is this, as the book says, the devotion destined to save society? Now, if anybody's following me, they know I've been talking about the reset. I've talked about the communist live action takeover for the planet. You're seeing it in real time about the you own nothing, be happy. Energy's getting taken away, they're going after the food supply. Uh, basically even you brought up the Ten Commandments of Communism in the book.
0: Why is this one the one to save society? Well, if you look on the back of the U.S. dollar bill, it says Novos Ordo Secularum. So that's right in our face, the new order forever. Why do we need a new order? God's order is the best. And the only thing the devil can do is ape God. So blessed Pope Pius IX, said that reparation is destined to save society. So when I was introduced to this devotion, it just really stirred my heart. And I discovered that the three patrons were St. Michael the Archangel, so blessed St. Michael the Archangel Day today, Mm -hmm. and St. Louis, the King of France, and St. Martin, the Bishop of Tours in the fourth century. Well, November 11th is his feast day, that's my birthday. So. I'm a Numbers guy, and and I'm also a Providence guy. And I saw that God really wanted me to be an apostle of this. And so this devotion has so many parts to it that show it's authentic. It's coming from heaven. And it's going to be used, I think, if people like you and I can get enough people enrolled, I think it's going to allow God to fight this war for us. because. We're at a point where I don't think we can be the best Catholics by joining politics and trying to to route the enemy through politics. It's by being the most pious people and the highest amount of charity and just begging God to fight this war. And it's just the Old Testament. You read the Old Testament with the uh, grandson of King David. He put the singing man in the vanguard. It's in 2 Chronicles 20. And. When he put the singing man in the vanguard, what did the enemy do? They started, to permit, they started to commit civil war on each other. So I think this devotion is New Testament, mystical combat, like Sister Mary St. Pierre says, mystical combat of getting God to make the enemy turn on themselves. Otherwise, it's Ezekiel 26 all over again. If you don't follow my commandments, I'm gonna let your enemy take you over. And basically we're gonna be, all be slaves. Just as Venerable Leo Pont predicted, when he first saw the communist manifesto, there you go, he when he read that, he said, Well, if they have their way, they're gonna have the whole world be enslaved to them. And so, what do we have? About 120 years later, he's a prophet, he's a prophet for our times. So, this devotion is for our times because God started revealing it to these very holy people, Sister Mary St. Pierre and Pont and Saint And that's for us, you guys, like you and me. Like, oh, we read this like, wow, this is happening right now. And Jesus even told Sister Mary St. Peter that this devotion isn't going to take off at the beginning. But there will be apostles later on who are going to do that. I'm like, well, oh, that's me too. And that's you too, Steve. And that's other people listening. If they start doing what we're doing and you know, give it out to everyone. That, that means this devotion will be destined. It's not only going to be destined to save society, it will save society. But it's contingent on getting our knees, uh, with having calluses grow on our knees. Meaning we need, we need to kneel down and pray. And not just pray any prayers, but pray the prayers that this devotion calls out. Like the chapel of the Holy Face, the litany of the Holy Face. Um, o Lord, show us thy face and we shall be saved. The pot of the Ave Maria and the glory be and the golden arrow prayer on and on and on
1: yeah it's not hard and you as you write in here by leo the 13th uh they thirst for one thing revolution and you see that across the world right now i I remember reading this and then i'm reading garage into the channel as well and uh one of the things he says and this is during when italy's in protest uh Sri Lanka is in protest. All these guys are in protest. And he goes, he writes, what is the Catholic response? It's not protesting. It's not, it's reparation. It's penance. It's prayer. And you, you mentioned the one, they thirst for one thing, revolution. And you see that with a lot of us. We want to protest now. The Catholics ourselves, we're trying to, we're almost like wanting to take up the weapons of Satan in a sense. Instead of the weapons that have been of the church, prayer, penance. Doing the hard work that isn't sexy, in a sense, you know, not becoming, not following the anger. Full sheet writes about that. The fuel for communism is anger. We see a lot of anger even on our side. And you look at the holy, the in the image or any I mean, the holy face of relic. It doesn't show a lot of anger.
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of men that talk to me. They're they're valiant, but, you know they're. They're following the Ten Commandments. They're being good Catholics. But they want to do something. They want to take action. But the problem is, it's not inside God's providence. And so I have to say, hey, guys, hey, guys. At least you're trying to be a fervent Catholic. But the thing is, in Proverbs, it says, the patient man is better than the valiant. Mm -hmm. It's hard to be a patient man that knows that my family's being attacked, that... Our nation's being attacked, that drag queens are going around doing their thing in s- s- libraries and schools and now even churches. It's like we want to fight back, but the valiant man isn't as powerful as the patient. We got to be patient. That means we got to be men of prayer first and let God show us how to fight. And the four ways we approach God, I talked to people on the streets just lately, a lot of People know like Protestants that they know three of the four, but they don't know the fourth one. So everyone gets it right. We need a petition. We need to ask God for things. We need to adore Him. We need to thank Him. But very few people understand reparation is the fourth one. And reparation, I think, is for people that are more advanced in the spiritual life. They start to see. Wait a minute. You know, I'm not Cain. Who is my brother? We're a human family. Our whole human race corporately is responsible for how we how we approach ourselves with God. Are we going to blaspheme? Are we going to not worship him? Are we not gonna follow his commandments? Or are we gonna be reverent? Are we gonna say blessed be the name, name of God when we hear someone blasphemy? Are we gonna make reparation? Are we gonna repair the Evil that our human family is doing corporately with our relationship with his divine majesty. And that's what this devotion has helped me to see, Steve, is how important his holy name is. And you interviewed somebody, I forgot his name, but he married into the DuPont family. Yeah. And he mentioned something that was really important. It is that the laws of King Louis IX of France on blasphemy were still on the books in Martinique because that was a French colony and the French Revolution hadn't gotten there yet. Uh So when Véremoulou de Pont goes to France and he hears blasphemy, he goes ballistic. He punches people. Uh He finally starts to realize, okay, I'm going to ask them to punch me. So they stop blaspheming. And then he starts giving them, you know, quarters Uh if they, for every block that, The stagecoach would go and he wouldn't blast him. And one guy made five bucks, and that was a lot of money back then. But the thing is, he lived in a nation that regarded blasphemy as something so evil. And the French Revolution and revolutionary men have destroyed that ideal in virtually everyone now. So we're in a big hole of understanding how bad blasphemy really is. And this devotion has helped me to see. That we're not going to get anything from God if we're not ever going to be pleasing to Him. If we if we keep calling Him names, do you think He's going to ever give us anything? No, He's going to give us what we what we deserve as a human family. So that's why in my book, I think we need a million people. I don't know what the number is. I put that out there because we're human. We need a we need a target to be act. You know, let's be active. Let's go for it. Mm-hmm. And a million people out of 7 billion is sort of like Gideon's 300 men against the 20,000 that he had to fight. So this is a war of reparation. And I think the best men are going to be the patient men that get calluses on their knees, that learn how, how to go in the contemplative life. They're going to be like venerable Leo de pa.
1: If you guys don't remember, he was the greatest miracle worker in the church, according to Pius the Ninth. By that image that he had in his house, burning a candle in front of, he also had the Bible on the other side, burning a candle in front, and millions, not more than millions, thousands of miraculous events for decades to the point that he said he was crucified to the image. So, as you brought up, uh, blasphemy, how hard, how easy, how easy is it just to turn on the TV anymore yeah. and hear that? How courageous one has to be to watch a movie and say, I'm not doing that anymore. He did
0: the off button. You know, my spiritual director, when I first decided to join the seminary, in my first session with him, I never had a spiritual director. I was probably 25. And Father said he was a redemptorist. He was an old school. He always wore his habit. He said, Father, basically take a sledgehammer to the television. I'm like, okay. So I stopped watching television my life really changed in a really good way. And I think if more men would do that, they would have the ability then to go into the contemplative life. And you know what? Venerable Leo Pont, he got it. He got the contemplative life. And that's why so many miracles happened. 6,000 certified miracles. And you know what? To, to To respond to what you just said, he had so much to do. It was like a crucifixion. He had letters coming in and he tried to respond to each and every one of them. I think he sent out about a million vials of holy oil. People would be healed all over by his little lamp. And that's that is an e- example of how you and I and you know men and also women listening that's how we should be. And I'm I've actually signed a contract with Tan to write another book. It's going to be something like the consecration to the Holy Face, and it's gonna be a book of how we can really go deep into the contemplative life. So we have the devil, interfe- he's always got interference going on. He's trying to get us to go do that and go do that thing and spin our wheels and waste time. When the spiritual life, which is hard, that's where we're really gonna win the war. And that's what Venerable Leo Pont did.
1: You have a quote from uh, Sheen regarding communism or communists. They have thrown down the gauntlet to the world. The voice is either true brotherhood in Christ or
0: comradeship in Antichrist. I love Sheen. They have thrown down the gauntlet.
1: And I've been uh, promoting the the, uh, October uh, reparation thing that uh, Father Mateo, the night adoration of home challenge that he started giving. And obviously he puts uh, the sacred heart image as it. But I've been telling people... Have both, and maybe just the holy face image for every night of the month to do reparation. Which, which, with that, it talks about. Pius the said, so "This is right in line with my reparation and cyclical." And if all of this is connected, then why not have, why not give the sorrow face a little kiss of reparation and penance for the crimes in your neighborhood or city? And it's like you said, you get a million people doing it, just get three hundred. That's exponential, you know, in the spiritual world, atomic bombs going off.
0: Well, it's just last night, I uh, got a call from a man in Lexington. He's interested in starting a prayer group. And I called him. He sent me an email like, you know, Father, I, I just, we're just struggling in our little fraternity parish here it's a chaplaincy and you said you know what i'm i'm calling you because it's the vigil of saint michael Mm -hmm. the archangel and he's going to do a lot of good things so i walked him through how he's having a difficulty with his men they're dissatisfied with the mass having more restrictions and they're talking about leaving the church and I told him, I said, this isn't the answer. You know, he said, I think we need to bring, we have these month these, these meetings once a week on I think Tuesdays. And he says, I think, Father, we gotta stop belly aching and, and complaining and pray. And I'm like, Yeah, that's right. And he says, I think I want to promote the devotion to the holy face as an outline for our men. So That's what happened last night. And and so we're trying to start groups like this that will last for a long time and become confraternities of the Holy Face. It's like a grassroots way of starting this. And I don't know about you, but today, St. Michael's Feast Day, so many cool things have been happening. Um, Like there's a lady you've got um, that that makes little sachets. Uh Uh-huh. And I said, you know what? I told her, I told Steve, let's do let's do this video on Thursday. Well, I didn't look at the calendar. And it's the Feast of St. Michael today. Uh-huh. So, and then I meet her through um, Byron out of Austin. And we connected on the vigil of St. Michael, the archangel. And she's making these little sachets. She's going to send me a few of them. I've been looking for someone to do this because no one does this. No one makes these little satchets, these little devotionals that are part of the Holy Face. See, the Holy Face, the uh, manual, of the Archconfraternity Holy Face has so many rich and deep prayers concerned with the Holy Face that we're just scraping on the surface of this beautiful devotion, and it it leads us and teaches us about reparation because a lot of us know how to petition. A lot of us know how to thanks thanksgiving and do adoration like the latin mass but we don't know a lot about reparation Mm -hmm. and a lot of the uh, theologians of the 20th century like father reginu gary lagrange they talked about how reparation is like the last of the four ways of prayer that people get to so this devotion is trying to to stretch our souls into the contemplative life so that we can all become like saints, you know, canonized saints. Because it only takes a few saints to change the world.
1: Mm -hmm. Here's a little uh, modern news. Remember a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, our president here in the United States of America talked about the sacred grounds of the Capitol, the holy institution of the presidency, basically. The sacraments, it turns the state into a religion, they, the hurricane that's going through, they said basically goes. Thank you know the U.S. government will help you. We'll be there to help you, as if God from Almighty High is coming down. And I, I say that because the paragraph you have on ever wonder where separation of church and state came from? That was a great one. And after the question mark, he says communism. Talk about the church must be separate from the state, quoting Paul Kangor's Devil, and Karl Marx. He said, uh, this was done in 1920, just a few years before the last Holy Emperor. Blessed Carl van Hausberg died in exile in Modernia in a cold, damp house. This was done by the invisible enemy we now know as revolutionary men, most likely communists. The revolution destroyed the Holy Roman Emperor Empire so the state could be God. The church was in the way of their revolution, so they wiped out the Holy Roman Emperor to separate the church from the state. The emperor was autonomous from the pope, but if the holy if the holy Holy Roman Emperor defied the pope, the pope would place an interdict in the area in question. Since this was the Catholic Empire, Catholics would dispose the emperor when the pope placed the penalty of interdict. The end goal of communism is world slavery, as Father brought up. Speaking to prioress of progress at Carmel in 1849, Leo Dupont told her that the, that men need to make reparation. Or communists would close churches. When did that happen? And make them slaves of the state. That would re- that world revolution would spread, and communism would enslave us all. Did the churches close for a year or something like that? It's as you brought up, prophet. Who would have saw that coming
0: back in his day? Yeah. So you mentioned something that the ch- the separation of church and state. So. You know what's happened in the last 3 years for people that have eyes to see and ears to hear the prop the propaganda is getting greater and greater and, and more easier to see. So when I was about 20 or 30 I heard about separation church and state and I thought okay well yeah that's a real thing. Okay so I take it yeah that's just the way it's supposed to be. Well that was probably propaganda. And you know how many things do we take for granted, Steve, that we still believe are true, The are really propaganda from the revolutionary men? So this devotion, I think, helps us to leave the camp of being the children of the lie to become the children of the truth. We need to be the—and that's that's what's so beautiful about today's Mass, is the Gospel is about Jesus saying, who thinkest thou is the greater in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus calling unto him a little child, set him in the midst of them and said, Amen, I say to you, unless you be converted and become as little as children, you shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. So we need to become the children of the light, not the children of the lie. Mm-hmm. And this devotion is really helping me penetrate some of the heirs that I've grown up with of modernism and say, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on. That's why I wrote that down. Where did church, the separation church and state come from? I'm like, bingo, there's a light right there. I'm going to write that down so maybe other people will see that. And so this little talk right here, I I hope people will say, okay, I want to be a children of the light. I want to be able to get to heaven. And then it goes on, the last part of the gospel, for I say to you that their angels, speaking of the children's angels, in heaven always see the face of my father who is in heaven. And that's the mass for the day for St. Michael the Archangel. So this devotion is four times to make reparation because it puts lights into our souls so that we can fight an intellectual war with those guys at Washington DC that say, oh yeah, the White House is now the new temple and the grounds are holy. No, this isn't a new order forever. We want the old order back. We want God's order because he's God. He's the one that's perfect. you all humans and you're full of heirs. In fact, a lot of you are probably receiving inspirations from demons that want to take you down and make you stupid. But I want to be smart. So let's, let's let St. Michael the Archangel, who's one of our flag patrons of this devotion, let's let him fill our minds, our intercede for us that God can fill our minds with the truth and so if we become contemplatives, we're going to be able to see the face of Jesus. And by the way, the nuns made this Paul I use for mass today. I use it for holy face, masses. And, and, but look at that. That's what I got to see on top of the chalice today is his holy face. So I use that for St. Michael. So the nuns made that beautiful thing for me.
1: And I tell my wife, I can't, you know, to put
0: the videos together.
1: I can't go through I, every day. I find a new old image where the shroud, where the where the veil is somewhere in the in the photo. Wow! It's, even <laughs> like I can't show it right now. I mean, I got Veronica right up there holding the veil, and I've had that for years. It's with IHS in the middle, that gets into the paragraph I wanted to mention down here about 1937. The Communist Party of the U.S. complained. How they could not get Irish Catholics into their ranks. They infiltrated a holy name society. Right. Blasphemy. The blasphemy is the key thing in this. And this is what Leo, uh, St. Martin, you brought up the whole thing, and even the stuff leading up to Leo and Sister Mary, the reparation, the uh, apostolates that they had, Uh, a pious association of the faithful in New York, which had influence over the organization of the whole United States. The Holy Name Society was fighting the communists well, but they were breached. Quote, we have, wrote one uh, comrade to another, a party comrade who is a secretary of the Holy Name branch in this parish, which is one of the largest branches in the city. He went on to say how important it was to get as many capable and qualified party members as infiltrators into the association.
0: And in this sense, we're trying to be infiltrate back. You know, that's, it's once. an organization is infiltrated it's very hard to change that around i was talking once to a bishop who worked for the congregation of bishops in in rome and we asked him has the congregation been infiltrated and he said yes the problem is we don't know who's good and who's bad so We've been infiltrated in every sphere, the Holy Name Society, so what do we do? Well, I think we need to have grassroots priests and lay people start leagues, like the League of St. Martin, like other pious associations, start from scratch, screen people out so that communists can't come in. And then we'll have little armies and we'll ask the blessing of God. Like, we've consecrated the League of St. Martin, under the title of Our Lady of the Holy Name of God, pray for us so that she will protect us from the enemy shutting us down. That she'll protect us from the enemy infiltrating for as long as we can go. If if the League of St. Martin doesn't get infiltrated through my whole life, I'm going to be really happy. If we stay in existence till the end of my life, I'm going to be really happy because we are a spiritual army. I've got my bishop's you know, promotion, uh, approval. There it is, the League of St. Martin. And we're just a little army right now. And this devotion asks us to engage in a mystical combat. Sister Mary St. Pierre said, we need to cross swords with the communists. Those are fighting words, Steve. Let's Yo, get Read my book. Let's go. This uh, is the motion for our times. I told the ladies and gentlemen, when
1: this came, when his book came out, would you get it? Here's the link for it uh, right here. When his book came out, I read it. I was like, all right, let me read a little bit of it. I ended up reading it in two days. The only reason <laughs> why it was two days because I picked it up so late that that, that day before. And I wrote Father, I was like, this is a call to arms. Even the first page, the introduction by a, a mutual friend of ours. I read that. And it was like, that I mean you could have had the whole book in four pages with her, <laughs> her intro was that good. I mean, this, this is one of the this is one of those books you need to have. And I said that about Garage, you need that for your spiritual life anyways, to become a saint, to grow in all this, to see the good, true, beautiful. This is the call at arms weapon for what's going on right now. You see, if you watch Clown Planet, once, you see what is going on. What what Father's talking about in this, I've been talking about for over two years, and other people's been talking about even longer. Uh, I didn't know about the Ten Commandments of the Communists. That was, and you you read those like, that's happening today. Uh, You have a quote in here about the uh, Communism is no more a system than a false religion. Those who turn to Communism do so as a relief from the sheer emptiness of life. How do we, and the religion of it is atheism. You see how many people going to mass anymore, falling away, don't care. Suicide rates are up, emptiness of life. Uh, the Ten
0: Commandments, I, you probably don't have them memorized, do you? But we have our ten and they have their ten. There's two of them. I'll, I'll let you, if you want to read them or whatever. But I, I will say I've bolded two of them because two of them deal directly with priests. They mm-hmm. they cannot stand priests. And you know what? the? they've done a good job of smearing the priesthood. Just look around. We're It's a mess. It's hard to wear a cassock without getting in trouble. Yep. It's hard to be a priest that's truly a Roman Catholic priest without getting in trouble. Communists do what they do well. They make you hate yourself. That's what they're making the Catholics do, is to make us hate our priests. They're so good at it that, anyways, I was with a friend uh, in a in a, uh, a Latin mass community in Oklahoma. I was in his rectory, father, I won't say his name, but I read Kangor's book. Called the Devil and Karl Marx, and I read the Ten Commandments. hymn. I said, Father, I read this a few days ago. And I'm like, Wow, look at this. They are saying things about priests. I'll let you read that if you want. And it's like we we've got this information. They're trying to smear us. They've been trying to smear us for decades and centuries now. So I put that in my book because it's like we need to know their we need to know their tactics. So we can have a good counter-revolution to their revolution against God. We want to have a counter-revolution to have the kingdom of God grow, to have the Immaculate Heart triumph, and to have the Catholic Church triumph. So maybe you can tell us more about those commandments.
1: Well, number one, never forget that the clergy is the most powerful enemy of the communist state, right off the bat. Right there. Number two, try to win your friends over to communism, and remember that Stalin— who has given a new constitution to the Roman, to the Russian people, is the leader of the anti-God army, not only in the USSR, but throughout the world. Three, convince your friends not to have any contact with priests. <laughs> Four, watch out for spies and report saboteurs to the police. Again, 2020, right there, get your neighbors to turn each other in. Five, make sure the atheist publications are distributed among the largest possible number of people. I immediately think of schools. Mm-hmm. Wow. six a good young communist must also be a militant atheist hmm, come be shocked he must know how to use weapons and be experienced in the art of war seven wherever you can you must fight religious elements and prevent whatever influence they might have on your comrades eight a true godless comrade must also be a good police agent it is the duty of all atheists to guard the security of the state I think an FBI. Nine, support the godless movement with your money, which is especially necessary for our propaganda abroad where funds, under present circumstances, can only be spent secretly. Ten, if you are not a convinced atheist, you cannot be a good communist or a real Soviet citizen. Atheism is indissolubly bound to communism. These two ideals are the pillars of Soviet power. As you mentioned, Kangor, he's a communist expert. He knows the Communist Manifesto back and forth that's this ain't something he made up you found it put it in the book on this and this is real time it's the art of war if you know your enemy and know yourself you have a chance of winning if you don't know your enemy and you know yourself you got fit you got a chance you don't know either you have no you stand no chance of winning so we got to know what the enemy is to be able to fight it and then like I said right open up with our Lord tells Saint uh, sister Maria Saint Pierre
0: I want you to wage war on the communists that's right to cross sword with those communists. And that's, that's something that's so important. This was hard for me before I got into this devotion to know, wait, who are these elites? They change their names. They're so good about propaganda. They change their name. So they try to make communism look like that's something of the past. Yeah. Well, it is in some sense. But it's the revolution that we've got to fight against, whether they call themselves communists, or New World Order people, or Davos people, whatever. It's the revolution, and that's what this devotion says. It's God is punishing us with revolutionary men, not with just communists. So if they keep changing their name, what they want is revolution. They always want things to crash and burn when it comes to good societies. They want to get rid of it so that the good people become slaves, and so the thugs become the leaders. That's not a good world, and only a few people are going to be in the echelons, very few. That's why we need a million people to enroll in this devotion and to live it out as true contemplative Catholics, because not only will you get inspired in your heart with the truth of God, you're going to be able to ask God to fight the war for you, because he's the one punishing us. He's the one that can lift the curse. And he's telling us how to lift the curse by giving us this beautiful devotion with so many points to, to, to it. I have to read the uh, manual of the confraternity over and over again. I just when I finish it, I just start over from the beginning. I just keep reading it over and over again because it's it's just so rich. It's sort of like uh, a campus is the life of Christ. That that book is is like right next to the Bible. There's just so many beautiful things. And that's what I have found in this this Arch uh, Confraternity Manual of the Holy Face, which is online, and we print those. So
1: there's a line in here. Uh, it's on, in the chapter of Revelation, Sister Mary St. Pierre, uh, on blasphemy. you say, modern types, quote, we do not really mean to call the name of God in vain. It's just a slip of the tongue. Right. But St. Alphonsus warns blasphemy is so widespread in our days. And, and he's our days 1700s right is the most abominable to the lord it is the most deadly of all sins and is ordinarily unpardonable for it is a crime of the highest magnitude that can be committed against the divinity a crime with- I'm having all kinds of technical problems on my end. I I, yeah. I just got done recording a an hour and thirty minute news show and didn't have a whiff of thing. This thing is freezing up every ten minutes.
0: Not every ten seconds it seems. Wow, that was the first time I noticed that it froze up. So, but we talking about blasphemy, how it's a, a
1: crime of the highest magnitude that can be that can be committed against the divinity. And again, we go back to how many just. Oh, well, no, no big deal. I slip at a tongue. instead of, I think, was it Louis, King Louis would brand people
0: or. Yeah, he was asked, King Louis was asked, what, what would happen if you yourself blaspheme God? He said, I would rather that my tongue and lips be mutilated. So I haven't seen it. Maybe you have. But it seems like he would have some very strict laws on the books. For blasphemy, and he may have branded people. He may have uh, mutilated their lips and tongue if they blaspheme, because Saint Alfonso Gore is a doctor of the Church. That means that everything he wrote is golden. You don't get the title doctor of the Church if you've written something that's off. And so when I read that, it's like, wow, that's like a whole different stratosphere for me. I'm gonna have to really pray about this. And let it sink in. And then finally, okay, yeah, it's one of the first three commandments to blaspheme. And what happens when someone keeps calling you names? It's horrible. They call you names to your face. That's that's despicable when people do that. Well, we're doing that to God who is perfect. So we, it's hard to plumb the depths of how bad blasphemy is. Because like I was saying earlier, we're... In a way, children of the lie, because we are born in a fallen nature. We got the propagation machine really getting stronger as we were growing up. And now it's it's going it's going through turbo speed with propaganda. It's so bad that I think people are starting to wake up. And I and this is what I wanted to say is a lot of people, unfortunately, Steve, they reject the known truth. And when they reject what they know is true, it really can destroy and it does destroy one's intellect. And I meet a lot of people in the streets because I walk the streets and meet people. They, they talk babble, and God bless them. They've had a hard life. You know, I don't know everything, but part of me makes a judgment and say, you know what, they've probably re- been rejecting the known truth and God gave them the grace to, to accept the truth and to follow it, but that would have been harder. So they chose to be children of the lie, and that messes with their intellect. And that's what the devil's trying to do in our society is to get us to take the lie, to take the uh the fruit. And then once we do that, it starts to really mess with our intellects. But this being a Catholic and Wanting to accept the truth and reject lies, that's the way we can get out from from being in that horrible place. So St. Alphonse of Glory is telling us a truth that I think is very hard for our society to understand. He said blasphemy was even bad in the 17th century. Well, it's a lot worse now. We know that. And that's why I think there's so few saints. is because there's so few truths of the Catholic Church that are being lived out right now. But I think this devotion is an accelerated pace of getting ourselves outside of the, the society of lies and the propaganda and seeing we want to have a constant conversation not with ourselves, which is what a fool does. We want to have a constant conversation with God, who was the source of all truth, so he can speak unto our hearts, and then we can live out our state in the most holy way, like Venerable Leota who wasn't a priest he knew that he couldn't become a priest. So when he found that out, he went to an ordination. He saw that all the men had their hands, all, all the digits, the canonical digits. When he realized he couldn't become a priest, he told his spiritual director, a Salesian, well, if I can't become a priest, I'm going to become a saint. Well, guess what? All you men and women that can't become priests or religious because you're not called, their little pot is a good example of how you can rise up and be the best version of yourself. He was a, he was a layman, and he promoted this devotion for forty years after he received it from Sister Mary Saint Pierre. And look at what good it's done. We're talking about him constantly.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Six thousand certified miracles. When God does that, He says, "Okay, pay attention, folks. There's something really important here, even though it hasn't come into mainstream yet. So it's far time. It's coming into mainstream." Because, Steve when, when I was introduced to this devotion by the second in charge of the Benedictines of Mary, a nun that, can, that never really talks to me because she's not an extern; She's not really allowed to talk. Mm-hmm. But there's few like few times a year, like on Christmas, I asked her once, I'm going to write an article. What should I write about? She said, Holy Face, Father Carney. And I did that. And that was five years ago. And now, Steve, as I've gotten into the holy face, she may have even have made this. It's like she was a prophetess because me getting into this devotion, as I was learning more and more about it, then the world showed us exactly this devotion is for our times. It's like, okay, I've already been working on this. So now we're going through one of the battles. They're trying to choke close the churches, and we don't know what the future holds it could get worse. Well, this devotion becomes more and more pertinent as time goes on. If, and In fact, I used to be investments. You, you like to be di- in, a, in diverse investments. And so you like to get investments that when there's a recession, you actually do well. And then you like to have some investments when the, the economy does well, you do well. So you don't just have all your eggs in one basket. Well, this devotion is such that if things get worse, this devotion becomes more and more premier, mm-hmm. And you know what? It's usually like better than it's the triumph of the American heart and the triumph of the Catholic church. And that's what the chaplain of the Holy face is for. So you can't lose with this devotion. <laughs> Let's just say that. <laughs> and it connects,
1: was it tours, Fatima, La Salette. It's all connected on these. It's not like it's one from the other. Or, uh the Sacred hearts over here. And this is over here. I mean, you brought up about holiness going this way. Uh, Saint Therese of the Little Flower and of the of the Infant Jesus and of the Holy Face is said by Saint by Father Emmerich Scullin. It was the Little Flower's devotion to the Holy Face which drove her to unparalleled heights of sanctity. And that's something we don't get taught about. Even Therese, her feast days next week. If if that could help her, it can help us as well. We might not be at her level, but don't,
0: don't we want to be like that? That's something I really like to bring up often when we start talking about the little flower. And she's probably one of the most popular saints today. But there's a secret about her sanctity. Her blood sister, who at the time was Mother Agnes Superior Mm -hmm. in Carmel and Lesseux, gave her the autobiography of Sister Mary de St. Pierre. And she read that and relished it. St. Therese did. And she adopted a lot of that biography into her own spiritual life. And that caused her to be who she was, to be so holy. Now, in philosophy, the cause is greater than the effect. Well, Sister Marie de Saint-Pierre wrote the book. So she's the cause that affected this. I mean, not everything came through that book of St. Therese's sanctity, but there's gotta be a lot that came from that. And so that's why her sister, Mother Agnes, she was only a superior for three years, and then she, I think she became sister again. But when she testified at the process of canonization, she said under oath, although her love of the little child was great, it was nothing compared to her love and devotion to the Holy face. Now if all the devotees of St. Therese heard that, then here's my advice to you. You need to pick up the golden arrow and get this devotion, because you'll become more like St. Therese. Don't let this be a secret anymore, so let's reveal it to the world. That's what I try to do in this book, that's what I'm trying to do now. In fact, I have a statue of her. Right there, someone gave me. Um, she's she's a saint of unparalleled virtue in our times. She can help many of us become like her. And I think one of the ingredients is the Arch Confraternity because she was one of the pioneers to sign up in 1885 with her father and I think two or three of her sisters. Uh-huh. So, what do you think about that stuff? Uh, yeah, because I signed
1: up for the Arch Confraternity after you told me about it. And they send you. Uh, screenshot of the Martins, their signatures. And I thought that was really cool seeing uh, the whole lineup of them. <laughs> oh, they really did sign up. Here's the sheet. Uh, tell us about the Art Confraternity. Why should people sign up for that?
0: Yeah, that's that's so important because each devotion that heaven gives us, they give us strict instructions of how to live it out with the greatest fervor. So the rosary, it's, you know, you you everyone pretty much knows, well, some people might, but to pray the rosary, you pray five decades or 15 decades, you know, the Hail Mary, the Our Father, the Mysteries. You can pray it alone. You can pray with people and there's a confraternity. And if you sign up for the confraternity of the rosary, then you're required to pray four rosaries a year if you're in the lowest level. And it's not even a sin if you don't, but you're not getting the graces and indulgences. And so that's that. That's... Now, this devotion, the arch confraternity, says there's six requirements. One of them is you have to go to a monthly meeting. Well, that's a hard part of this devotion. But my job is to say that's what it says, folks. That's what heaven gave us. That's what the church says. If you want to have the greatest fruits, do that. Mm -hmm. So that's why the League of St. Martin has these groups coming together with two or more people to have a monthly meeting. And then the arch confraternity has a requirement where you enroll with them. Then you receive the certificate of enrollment. So that's two out of six. You go to the monthly meetings. We can't all go to our our tours. You can't all go to Dallas or wherever the other confraternities are. Then you have to promote it. Well, that's what you and I are doing. If you just, the simple person can promote it by giving a card or something to somebody of the Holy Faiths, then to say, our Father, hallowed Mary, and glory be, and, and O Lord, show us thy face, and we shall be saved. So those are the requirements. And it doesn't require a lot of time. That's the key. And it's not like, a lot of people have scruples about devotions, like getting too many. Yeah, it's good not to get too many devotions, right. But then there's a part, I think, that comes from, you know, our bad side, or the, the devil, or the world where it's like, ah, I get scruples. I, I got to do like all these devotions to be holy. No, no, no. I look. I was just praying the rosary day, and I was just thinking. It's like, no, how many baseball teams are in the major leagues? I don't even know the answer to that, like 27, let's just say. He's 32, I think. 32. Well, you can't join every team and play for them. Yeah. So pick the team that you like the best. So maybe there's 50 devotions. You have a list. Want don't you pick? Three, the Rosary, the Holy Face, and maybe the, the Brown Scapular or the Miraculous Medal. Just pick enough for yourself and go with it. So if the Holy Face devotion is inspiring to you, then pick it up and you might have to drop something that maybe you've just gotten into a rote routine. It's not really, you know, something that's for your life right now. You can, you can put it away for a while and try this out and try for a year and see. Um, I mean, Wait, pray the before you, you enroll to see if you even like it. And then once you enroll though, you're in for life, but Wait. it's so easy. It's one minute a day and maybe 30 minutes minimum a month. And then those are the two time consuming things. The other things like just enrolling and getting the document. Well, that's a one-time thing. That's easy. Promoting it. Okay. If you see someone blaspheming, make the sign of the cross. You just promoted it. It doesn't say you have to do that every day, but you just have to want to promote it.
1: I was hoping you were going to say, punch him in the face.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'm thinking, I don't know if, if I should say this on air, but I'm just thinking about it. You know, when I walk the streets, I walk around a lot of poor people. I hear a lot of blasphemy. And I say, blessed be the name of God in Latin. But I'm thinking about going up to some of these people and saying, you know what? Can you just punch me? Yeah, I know I'm a priest. Just punch me right here. And I bet you they're just going to say, well, why should we pot you, Padre? I'm like, well, you're offending me. How are we offending you, Padre? Well, you're using the holy name of God. Oh, Father, we're sorry. We're not going to do that anymore. I think that's the good way it could come out. Now, if someone actually punches me, that's going to get in the news. And I don't know how the propaganda would take it. But hopefully there would be some stations that will put a good put a good light on that. And I'm just thinking about this. Stuff. Well, that's what
1: Leo did. And uh, anyway, no one punched him. Nobody that, They asked exactly what you said. Why do you do that? Well, it will hurt less if you just do that. Hurt less. it. Get them thinking. gets some thinking. You get that's a great. That's a great idea. Because they'll, so they'll They're not going to hit. So they'll. For they like. They'll think you're crazy.
0: Exactly. Well, like I think Jesus said, the Holy Spirit will tell you what to do at the moment. So I'm just thinking about it.
1: <laughs> well, the, and we were talking about time. I mean, the chaplet we use the chat. We the chaplet after our rosary and. That's what well, maybe a couple minutes. And what's significant about that psalm prayer? Was it St. Athanasius oh. said it was the uh the psalm that scares the devil the most? What, what do you know much about that
0: one? Yes, the chapel of the holy face. Let me give you some background first. I picked that up about six years ago and I liked it. You know, on a scale of one to ten, ten being the best. It was like a two. I was just doing it. Mm-hmm. And God told us to Sister Mary St. Peter, Jesus told her that it's, this devotion is tough to pick up at the beginning. So I kept praying it and the more I learn about it, the more I get on fire about it. Well, this is like, you know, I, I pray the minor exorcism over buildings um, and places every night and there's some bishops that do that over dioceses and I know exorcists do that and I started to pray that prayer and it's like, wait a minute, Psalm 67 is in there. This is the Pope Leo XIII St. Michael prayer. That's the short form, but the long one is a minor exorcism. And it's used as a diagnostic for people that have interference like possession or oppression. And so I'm like, wow, this chapel of the Holy Face was in existence right before Pope Leo XIII wrote the minor exorcism prayer. Right after he got that vision about how the devil will have a hundred years. Well, this chaplet is becoming more and more popular in my own personal prayer life. And I'm revealing it to people that Saint Athanasius was told by the devil that the verse he hates the most in the Old Testament is Psalm 67, the first verse: Arise, O Lord, and let the enemies be hated, and let all those who hate thee fly from before thy face. So we say that 33 times. In honor honor of the 33 years of our Lord. And it only takes a few minutes. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It's a beautiful chaplet. I think more and more people are going to start making them. In fact, if anyone wants to make some and send them to me, please. I have lots of rosaries, but I don't have any chaplets to give out. And I think when I meet Catholics, they already have a rosary, but they don't usually have a chaplet of the Holy Face. So I think this is another secret of the secret of the Holy Face is the chaplet, it's a minor exorcism. And you know what? We can bless things constantly, but we need to have exorcisms to root out the evil before the blessing. That's just like a doctor who's got a patient with cancer. You take the cancer out, then you start the healing. Mm-hmm. That's why the the uh, baptism. You do the exorcisms before you get the baptism. Mm-hmm. So, Again, everybody, the book is,
1: pull it up. The Secret of the Holy Face, The Devotion Destined to Save Society. Again, there's no other book out there that's going to t- tell you about the pretty much the solution for the problems you're seeing out there right now. I mean, you could have all kinds. Of, vote Harder is not a solution. My Coke versus Pepsi come November is not the solution. <laughs> <laughs> this right here, as, as Father said, you need really calluses on your knees. Stop the calluses that are on your fingertips from tweeting. <laughs> and to like that I, that drives me bonkers. Right, and I see that being a guy that played ball. We, my brother, would in baseball days, he would go out at eleven p.m. at night with a friend of ours, and we go. They'd go hit at night in the cage when everyone else was doing God knows what. When I was playing basketball, I was in a gym by myself, lights off, either shoot, shooting until I made up five hundred behind the arc not including inside running ruined anything I could to get better at it dribbling develop all the skills didn't tell anybody I was doing things like that <laughs> it drives me nuts when we see everyone saying hey I'm doing this look at me and I'm tweeting and texting and yelling and arguing and calling people names when we should be in the room quiet suffering quietly as uh one military uh guy at a boot camp said suffer in silence and do some penance so I think uh what was it Philip Neri said the uh, uh, the language of heaven is uh, silence or something like this? Mm. Um, getting on our knees and giving kisses, not as Judas did to the holy face. Uh, I don't. It, this, what did you say? It's a sign of the times. It's the is the attitude for the times?
0: Yeah, and the contemplative life is the key. It's 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 the long road. It's the royal road of suffering, as Saint Francis de Sales says. If we want to suffer, we're going to have a triumph over this evil, and this devotion is reparation, and I think it's teaching us living and breathing modernism. We're we're so filled with propaganda that it's hard to know, well, we've been served a bunch of lies, mm-hmm. and we need God to break through that barrier so that. We can see what the truth is because Jesus said the truth will set you free. I say that so often. And if you want to be free and not enslaved by elites, then you want our divine majesty to be our king and to lead us.
1: Father, so, tell yeah, us about the website. Tell us about the website, yeah.
0: Yeah, so we've got a Holy Face Conference in Wichita, Kansas and something happened, so we had to move our venue, and we haven't had a lot of time to advertise and register. So we have room for 130, we've got about 50 now, and we're gonna hold registration open until we get about 70 more. So we're gonna have a solemn high mass every day, we're going to have another priest and myself giving some talks. I'm going to talk about St. Louis and the, the Crusades. I'm going to talk about another how to attend multiple masses simultaneously, which is a spirituality we just don't have anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, how many churches have more than one altar? And we're going to do a procession with a statue of St. Martin of Tours and a statue of St. Louis that was handmade by a carpenter who is a father of 15 children in Louisiana. So God bless those Cajuns. <laughs> those Cajuns, we love. I think that's the most Catholic part of the U.S. is Southern Louisiana. It is. So as the propagation machine, the revolutionary men, the communists try to isolate us and make us live in front of our computer screens, I mean, we, it's good to use them like what we're doing, mm-hmm. but we need to get on our knees and, and have a life too. So- as the enemy wants us to be isolated and t- to hate ourselves, to be depressed, this conference is about getting people together face-to-face so that we can talk about how to crush the enemy and to let God crush the enemy. And to make reverence to God, you know, in Wichita, Kansas, that's where it's at, we have maybe one to five solemn high masses a year so we're gonna have three of them in wichita in november so it's november 9 10 and 11. It's 120 bucks we we don't have lodging available we um we're gonna provide lunch and dinner and we're gonna have a gala dinner at the end and i'm gonna talk a lot about the league of saint martin so You know, a lot of people like my parents are like, where are there some traditional conferences we can go to? Well, they're hard to find because they're hard to get going. And we've got the grace of God to be able to do this. So last year was our first year. This is our second year. So we need people to sign up so we can keep doing it. And you get the manuals on here is the Holy Face manuals. All this will be
1: linked in the show notes, by the way, so you can order a manual here on the website. Uh, holy face images. It's in the uh, book uh, booklet that you get. Uh, yeah, oh, here's the pilgrim statue of Saint Martin.
0: There it is. That's about three feet tall. And the Benedictines of Mary, Queen of Apostles, they painted that for us. And Mother did not charge me, but she said, "Father, we've got a lot of CDs in our basement of our music that we've made because people buy." uh streaming now yeah so if you could have people buy those from us so people know how to go how to search benedictus of mary queen of the apostles and they could write a note and say we want to buy some of those those cds in the basement that father carney talked about because you painted his statue well they're gonna they're gonna paint our next statue to a saint louis and then guess what our third statue is going to be can you guess today's a hint St. Michael. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because we got the three patrons then, so we got St. Martin, St. Louis, and then now, and then St. Michael. I really I was going to say
1: Leo. I was going to say you got a Leo one
0: somewhere. <laughs> well, he's venerable. We we can't have an altar to him yet, but we right, can probably right. make a statue. So the problem is, our statue maker he's he takes copies and he puts it in his computer, and then he has this 3D machine that cuts it for him. Huh. There's a lot of skill there. But if you can find a statue of Venerable Leo DuPont that's really cool, then we would be able to do it. But right now, someone will have to come up with one, and I don't know how to do that. You got me on that one.
1: (laughs) Uh, Here's the membership formation, membership opportunities. So everything here is listed. Uh, I think you even have an email list somewhere uh, map fruits donate uh, projects just again it will all be in the show notes under martinians.org uh, uh father and by the way and again tan has the book secret holy face get it read it read it another time hand it to a friend of a friend of yours start a prayer group at your parish and in my dice is alone there are three now uh all in the main city that are doing Holy face prayer devotions once a week right now. So they're hoping to get more. And I've been, they're talking about trying to reach out to father to bring him in. So maybe we'll have father in this area one day, but
0: yeah, when my health lets me, I'll come. There you go. And, t- and t- anything t-
1: I didn't cover that you wanted uh, to get out there.
0: Yeah. i I mean, this is just a simple theological thing is life is short. It's gonna be over in a in the blink of an eye. And I can attest this devotion is for me. It's really helped me. It's really God has really pointed my life in a direction spiritually and how to be a priest with devotion to the holy face because I want to be able to see his face at my particular judgment. And I want it to be pleasing. And I want to promote this so that other people will be saved. Because one of the Three R's, reverence, reparation, and reversion. Reversion deals with souls. Uh-huh. So the Holy Catholic Church was given to us for two reasons, to adore God, to save souls. So it's real simple. And this devotion is very simple. And I think it's going to be a devotion that will help a lot of people come become saints, just like St. theresa of Lisieux. So that's all I have to say.
1: And my, you know, I told you about my newest baby. We met, named her Veronica and... Couple of days before we were, before she was come, uh, she came out. Uh, we were trying to figure out what we were to name her, and all these names were coming through. And just about the day or two prior, Veronica was the only thing that popped in my head. And yeah. my wife asked why, and, and I told her, "Well, I don't know. It's just I can't get it out of my head." And you know, our Lord <laughs> said we need more Verona- Veronica's out there, and how strong and courageous she was. She had more cur- courage to bust through that Roman out- army that was flogging our Lord in danger. It was like why they killed her. But she didn't care, and she went right up to him and comforted his face. So, as said, we need more Veronicas in total out there. So,
0: yeah, and you know, Veronius, who was one of the proteges of Saint Philip Neri, he was a great historian. He wrote very specifically when Veronica came forward. The guards of the Roman guards were stunned they were stunned like, well, what is this lady doing? They were just thinking they couldn't do it. They couldn't move. And, and so she goes in to console his face. It was just like the calm in a hurricane. It was just stopped. And there was this moment and we've got her veil now. It's beautiful.
1: Yes. And look at our, uh, look at our past, uh, videos on this for more on the veil and how it came and how this image was printed and all that. And, Anyways, there's we could have gone on for about 5 hours talking about all yeah. this, but Father, I appreciate your time. Everyone get your, get the book, join the Arch Confraternity. go to the uh, the conference, and Father, appreciate you doing. Can you uh, give us a final blessing?
0: Yes, here it is. Inedicia de Mnipotentes, potentis et fili spiritus sancti, super vos et et semper. Amen. Thank you, Father. May God bless you. Thank you.